Hey podcast peeps, I'm Sister Keela and you are tuned into The Door. We're talking all things healing, beautiful, and light, and that means you. So get ready to be inspired, walk through the door, and remember who and what you are. Welcome my dear brother and my dear sister. Today we are talking about altars the significance of altars and how you can build an altar. So let's begin by dropping in to ourselves. By resting in source in God. Coming back to your body. And understanding that you are truly home. Drop your shoulders with me. Allow your hands to unclench. To rest limp. Like a baby in your lap or on the floor. Let your eyes close. Let them rest gently. Your eyelids rest gently in place. Now turn your attention to your brow, your forehead, and allow that to release and to relax. Bring your attention down to your jaw. Inside, smile at your jaw, smile at yourself for getting through the week. And now just allow it to unhinge, to release the tension, the tightness, and allow your jaw to release, to open, tension-free. Now see your body full of light. The light is love. The light is God. The light is who you are. And see the light extended and going through your entire body. Showing love to every muscle. Touching every muscle, every joint, every connective tissue, every blood cell. 
going through your body and giving love and allowing every cell in your body to rest. Your body is a miracle and it has served you as a God all week as you slept and thank your body and an appreciation for all it's done give every cell in your body permission to rest, to Sabbath, in this holy instant, to be at ease. Be pleased with your body. Be pleased with yourself. You're taking this time for you and you are home and you are whole. Now breathe in and out. Another cleansing breath in and out. Glorious breath in and out. Wonderful. Okay, so today I want to talk about what an altar is and how you can build an altar. And the building may not be what you think, so I want to encourage you to stay tuned. So what is an altar? On uh, almost every tradition you look globally, you can find altars. People build altars to God, people build altars to sacrifice to their deity. Um, altars are created to honor ancestors, spiritual ancestors and um, biological family ancestors. Sometimes those are one and the same. They're both physical and spiritual um, ancestors. Um, an altar is a piece of furniture at its most common level. An altar is a piece of furniture made of natural resources. I have an altar area in my home and there's a beautiful white ornate bench made out of wood and on it and around it, I have things, uh, images, sayings, uh, plants and flowers that have meaning for me. And it is a place where I sit and I'm still 
and um, I meditate and I hear from God and I talk to God. Um, an altar historically has also been a place to sacrifice for uh, sins. It's a place to worship God. And in the uh, sacred text of the Torah, um, which many people call the Old Testament of the Bible, it's a place to also hear from God. So, again, I'm a Christian mystic. My background is in uh, the Christian uh, tradition. And so I have spent uh, from age nine until now uh, the sacred text, my North Star that I have used, studied, practiced, um, read has been the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, but again, if you're not Jewish, if you're not um, part of the Christian faith, um, in mythology and in uh, religions, the stories um, can still be applied uh, to you and you can still see yourself. You can still hear from your higher self. You can still hear from God in the stories. So that is my schema. Uh, this is the country I was born into. This is the um, uh, tradition and way to live as a child that I was exposed to. Um, Christ Jesus revealed himself to me when I was a toddler and that is just my journey. God has revealed himself and is revealing himself to humans all over the world in different ways, different manifestations, but still God. God transcends the Torah, the Bible. God transcends Buddhism, God transcends Islam, God transcends Judaism, what's important to know is that God is all, we don't even have the language to articulate the source, universal consciousness what we humans call God, for lack of a better term. In all of our religions, we are scratching the surface. All of our religions, our rituals, our, our North Stars are just that. They're pointing the way to God, but they're not God. That journey, my friend, is deep within. And we'll get to that shortly. So I, I give that disclaimer because um, the person you're listening to is one with God, is uh, one with Christ. And I have encountered Christ, but I encounter Christ in all things. I encounter Christ um, in you. And so 
Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Ultimately, we all move past the forms and move into all. We achieve enlightenment. We achieve the mind of Christ or Christ consciousness. We accept our Buddha nature. And then all of the schisms, all of the religions, all of the divisions begin to melt, to blur, to fade. And we recognize the truth. And the truth is that you are deeply loved and we are one. All right. All right. So pre-altar, in, in the Torah, we have when altars were first appeared on the scene or in the text. But pre-altar, it was Eden. It was a garden. Perfection the presence of God. After Eden, we start to see that altars are built in response to God's goodness, God's faithfulness, and in response to the promise of God. So I want to look at some motives in the Old Testament for building altars. The very first altar we see is Noah's altar and Genesis 820 um, the flood waters recede all of the animals come marching out of the ark and an altar is born out of worship Genesis 820 Noah builds an ark have you ever been so grateful have you ever come through a season or an instance that only your higher power could have got you through and you had no choice but to worship, to get on your knees, to raise up your arms, to clasp your hands, to fall on your face and say, oh, thank you, to show your appreciation, to worship source. Well, Noah had that exact experience. He was stuck on a boat with every kind of animal. And when that ended, he built an ark. So the first ark in the Torah is Genesis 8.20. The next altar we see is Abram. This is in Genesis 12.7. God spoke. Hmm. God spoke. To Abram and God visited Abram Abram had an encounter with what who we call God and so Abram built an altar if you've ever heard or been impressed or pulled or inspired by Holy Spirit, by God, by source. 
then you may pause. And that's what Abram did. He paused. God spoke. God visited him. So he built an altar. So the next altar we see is actually a signpost to mark out territory. Genesis 12, 6 uh, Abram built an altar at the Terebith trees. And then Genesis thirteen eighteen, as Abram was going around, um, moving his tent place to place in the area that God had promised him, he built an altar to stamp out the presence of the Lord to, um, mark out a territory that God had given him. So all these altars are made of wood and trees almost universally are a symbol of restoration. Trees and wood points back to the garden. And the garden again is symbolic of perfection and the presence of God. If you're in the U.S., we're very familiar with the Garden of Eden. But even we notice the Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree. That tree again is the what? Tree of enlightenment. And so we see trees and wood are, are very significant. So that is the early altars and also what we see in Old Testament or altars in the Torah. And we also see the significance of trees and wood, restoration, pointing back to perfection, symbol of enlightenment. Okay, so the purpose uh, is to sacrifice for sins, worship, or hear from God. An altar, again, is just a piece of furniture made out of natural resources. Pre-altar is perfection and presence. And the reason altars are built is in response to God's goodness, faithfulness, and promise um, to revere God, to hear from God, uh, to revere elders. So that's that's the uh, the altar. Uh, the motive for altars are born out of worship, in response to God visiting, or speaking. You'll often see altars built in holy places uh, throughout the globe. And altars are also a signpost or to mark out a territory. And again, trees represent restoration, pointing back to the garden. Trees also represent enlightenment, as evident with the Buddha who sat under the Bodhi tree. And that's where he received his enlightenment. I've been teaching um, the mystery and the beauty and wonder and power of the altar for many years. Um, there is a law of the altar. 
Um, and there is a process with regard to altars found in the Torah. The law of the altar can be found in Exodus and continued in Leviticus. Um, but we're not going to get into that. What we're going to get into is you building an altar. So in the Old Testament, we see altars for the reasons I already stated. But then the Christ, the anointed one and his anointing comes on the scene. And what we, uh, in the New Testament, who we call Jesus. And so here we have a man who is now we move from a piece of wood, different dimensions. In the Old Testament, in the temple, we see altars seven and a half feet square by 4.5 feet tall. In Exodus, we see 18 square feet by three feet tall. The Ark of the Covenant or Holy of Holies, we see three and three-fourths feet long and two and one-fourth feet wide and two and one-fourth feet tall. That's in Exodus 25, 10 through 22. But we move from furniture. We move from the inanimate. When Jesus comes on the scene, that is the first altar we see that's dimensions are a human vessel. I want you to hear that. When Jesus comes on the scene, now comes the awareness, the picture of a moving, breathing altar. And everywhere Jesus went, he healed, he encouraged, he raised the dead, he spoke love, he spoke truth. Everywhere he went, he built an altar. He was like an altar on wheels, an altar on foot. We talked about the motiva motivations and reasons for altars. Jesus as an altar is God in fellowship with man. But Jesus took it a step further. Jesus brought forth the awareness that you and God are one. He pointed out that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, or Source, or Yahweh, Jehovah, God, Allah. You've seen all. You've seen Source. Christ consciousness is the awareness that, and what Jesus was trying to get the culture to understand is that you're the expression, you're the habitation of source energy, what we humans refer to as God. So this is when it gets really exciting because we move from a fixed point where God 
meets with man to God in man and interaction with God, walking, talking, equivalent to back in the garden. It's God in full fellowship with man, which is what you have now, my friend. And so the joy and fun in this is that just as everywhere Jesus went, he built an altar, you too are a moving, living altar. If you're an artist, everywhere you pause to paint and you do it with the consciousness of love and light and to be helpful and to bless the world with your gift and to express yourself, you're building an altar. If you're a truck driver, everywhere you drive as you are wishing people well, as you are blessing them in your mind, as you are uh, desiring for the town you drive through, the people in the cars next to you to have a good life and a good day, you're building an altar. This podcast is an altar. This podcast for me is a place where you come and you have fellowship with God. And God in me, my higher self, delivers to you the reality that you and God are one. So what is it that you do? Where do you work? Are you a clerk at the grocery store? You're building an altar. Are you a gardener? Oh, you're building an altar. Are you in law enforcement, a peacemaker? You're building an altar everywhere you go, friend at the laundromat, at the car wash, in the doctor's reception area, you have an opportunity, the gift, to build an altar. The altar represents where God meets with man. And God is in you, so everywhere you go, you build an altar. Now I can hear the ego chattering in the background for some of you saying, well, Sister Keela, you don't know who I am. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I think about myself. You don't know me. Well, I do know you. I know that love created you loving. I know that kindness created you kind. I know that Beauty created you beautiful. I know that love created you loving. And so I can really care less about the small you. I know the one within you. I know the source of who you are. I know your higher self. I don't need to meet your ego. You don't need to meet mine. But when I look in your face, friend, I see the face of Christ. I acknowledge your Buddha nature within and you are enlightened. You are the expression of source in the earth while you're rocking your earth suit. And so 
There's no room for shame or guilt. Remember the ego's only job is to keep you out of alignment with source. The ego's only job is to lie. So I want you to shed your shame, forgive yourself, and walk in the truth of who you truly are. You are the Christ, and everywhere you go, you build an altar. My job as your host this morning is only to call you to a holy remembrance. Remember who you are. You have no problem remembering who a newborn baby is before causes and conditions taught you to believe certain things. I just want you to go back to that. I just want you to remember who you are. You're innocent. You're pure. You're holy. You're like a newborn baby. What do you have to do to attain that? You have to have a shift and awareness in your consciousness that this is true. Many days have passed. You have life experiences, but at your core, I promise you, as sure as you're hearing my voice, you are holy and you are whole. One of my teachers, Alan Cohen, uh, said this a few weeks ago in, in Kona, Hawaii. I was there at a retreat with him. And he said, the more you try to improve on wholeness, the more you mess it up. <laughs> so quit trying to improve on yourself. Quit beating yourself up. Just embrace and welcome your wholeness. And let your light shine. Build an altar wherever you go. And that's the transcendence. That's the surprise I had for you. That, yes, that's how you build an altar. You go. Go where? Go wherever you go. And do what? Be. Be light. Be love. Share your gifts with the world. Well, Sister Keila, I don't know my gifts. Well, you are the gift. Surprise. You. Wonderful you is the gift. And you have what someone needs. And they have what you need. We're interdependent. We're one. We're one. So I hope this has encouraged you and I hope you see yourself as the anointed one and one who carries the anointing as Jesus of Nazareth did and was called the Christ. You are the Christ. Go today, build an altar everywhere you go and let people encounter God as they encounter you. As you know is my custom, I like to sing over you sometimes, the same song that I sing over myself. There's no title for it, um, but if you listen to the show, you're familiar. But today, I want to sing a different truth and have an activation 
come up in you. And this song is called Who Allah, Who Allah. And I'm told who is just a cheer like yay or go. Woohoo. Allah, of course, is the name of God. And this song is by Ustad Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. And so I'm going to sing it over you. Um, and I, as I'm singing it over you, I want you to come into agreement and alignment with the message. Mm, message is a misnomer with the truth. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sing this over you. Just bask in it. Receive it. Your light is in all forms. Your love is in all beings. Your light is in all forms. Your love is in all beings. In your mind, hear this directed concerning you. Your light is in all forms. Your love is in all beings. Your light is in all forms. Your love is in all beings. Now turn your attention and acknowledgement towards your higher power, your higher self, source, God. Now turn it to all that is all, the universe, universal consciousness. Your light is in all forms. Your love is in all beings. Your light is in all forms. Your love is in all beings. Ooh, Allah, ooh, Allah, ooh, Allah, ooh. Ooh, Allah, ooh, Allah, ooh, Allah, Last time, sing with me. Your light is in all forms. Your love is in all beings. Your light is in all forms. Your love is in all beings. Ooh, Allah, ooh, Allah, ooh, Allah, ooh. Ooh, Allah, ooh, Allah, ooh, Allah, ooh. All right, podcast peeps, my dear brothers and my dear sisters, this concludes this episode of The Door. Please subscribe so you can tune into the show twice a month. We air every other week. And if you would like to support the show, you can click on the link below in the program description. And if you would like to be on the show, you can click on the link, leave a voicemail with your name, contact information, and the topic you would like to discuss for the good of the listening audience that can be under the umbrella of healing, love, and light. I'd like to thank you again for tuning in and remind you that you are deeply loved. 
and we are one. <laughs>